Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. Howard Lee, he has it! Touchdown, Carolina! And your biggest heartbreaks. 50, no he's not! Yes he is, It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. Down, leaps for the end zone, and he got it! And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. Welcome back, folks. It is a football Friday. The bells of war are ringing. And this is the Wes and Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7, WFNZ, Team Week concludes overall and for North Carolina and South Carolina as we now have Anthony Pagnotta, or you may know him as Flounder, or as we know him, Big Flizzle, Fleazy, whichever way we decide to say it. I don't it think I ever day. call him the same thing twice in a row. It's always different. I prefer it that way. That's good. I like it. <laughs> Big Fleazy. Hit us up on the text line, 704-570-9610. Hit up those socials, WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram, the Wesson Walker page on Twitter, and Wes Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mail, and at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram as well. And Flounder, what are your socials, man? Drop that for the people. At HTB Anthony. I don't put the underscore in there because uh, I don't need it. I'm just that good. Well, look, <laughs> I, I had to. The underscore sucks. I hate it, but I have it in one of my emails. The problem is now I've had it so long that I just never wanted to change it because, there, believe it or not, another person out there in the world had Walker Mail at Yahoo. And so now I was like, all right, so now I got to go with another underscore and put it in there. You know, underscores suck, but sometimes it's necessary. <laughs> all right, Flounder. So let's talk Tar Heels, man. And and starting with this offense, we know all about Drake May and what he brings to the table. The Tez Walker decision has yet to come down yet. So out of these receivers, who do you think is going to be the guy, whether it be J.J. Jones, Nate McCollum? Who do you think steps up if Tez Walker cannot go this season. So if you asked me that two weeks ago, I would have told you his name, McCollum, no questions asked. I mean, you saw what he did last year at Georgia Tech uh, in an offense that is just not built to throw the football. I know they're trying to get away from the triple option. They've been trying to do that for, what, five or six years now, and it still hasn't worked. But the numbers that he put up last year, uh, you know, they, they were the best that a wide receiver has put up there since DeAndre Smelter was there. Most catches since Calvin Johnson was there. So he's a guy that's more than capable of doing that in an offense that fits him a little bit better. But if I had to go with one guy, I'd, I'd say it's Kobe Pesor. I, I just think you look at the three games that Kings he started. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the three games that he started a year ago, and he, he was the Tar Heels' leading receiver in each one of those games. They've said that they've been working on him, sort of trying to refine his route running skills a little bit more, which I thought they were pretty exceptional to begin with and they've been working on him you know trying to catch the ball away from his body um i i, I thought last year one of the biggest probably the i mean the is it the biggest highlight catch that carolina had maybe the one that josh downs had where he scores against miami but that diving grab that pace had against georgia state 
is, I mean, was just an amazing catch. I, I think this dude is the real deal. I think he's going to get a good opportunity this year because at this point, I don't think Tez Walker's probably going to be there for Carolina. So I think that's your guy, Kobe Pesor. All right, so uh, talking about this offensive line, third worst in the ACC last season. And when you talk about sacks allowed, they give up 40 on the year. Four of those guys are back. And so how worried are you with a quarterback like a Drake May with an offensive line and gave up so many sacks last year? Do you feel like that that is – and we know that that's always a key to football, the offensive line, but are you very worried about this unit and their improvement for this year? That might be an understatement. Uh, yes, <laughs> I mean, this this group – and it has to paranoia. It has to sort of be a little bit – you have to be paranoid about it because you look at – the offensive line that you had the last two years, and it just hasn't been good enough. Now, last year, I thought first 10 games of the year, you were solid. You were average. You did a good job of protecting your guy for the most part. But down the stretch of the season, especially when you started playing some guys uh, that you know made it to the NFL, like Keon White and that Georgia Tech defensive front, when you started going up against State, who has a lot of talent along that defensive front, that's where you started to see that unit sort of fall apart. And... I've heard, you know, from a lot of people here recently that they are not happy at all with where the offensive line is at right now. So there's a lot of concern. That's a big part of the reason why I think, you know, I don't know how many points the Tar Heels offense is going to put up in the game on Saturday because I just don't know how well they're going to be able to protect Drake May. They're better in, in terms of run blocking. But at the same time, I think that's probably, I mean, overall, that might be your biggest concern on the entire team because the D-line, the talent's there. The secondary, the talent's there. The offensive line, I don't really know about that. All right, right that but is, I was being biased, Carolina fans. Well, I think he probably has them winning more than six games, though, I would imagine. I'm just saying. Right? That. Am I right about that? I mean, I have them winning nine, possibly ten. I was on the fence right, with so the Pittsburgh go. game. so. Yeah. All right, so I had them losing against Pittsburgh. So we were in agreement there as far as trying to figure out what was going to happen against Pittsburgh. I'm going to run a couple of North Carolina takes by you, Flander, okay. and then okay. you tell me. You don't have to tell me if they're fire or fizzle. I believe Wes has that trademark. We're still pending. Yeah, I don't think I'm allowed to use that. That's uh, fine. <laughs> you can just tell me if it's uh, uh, maybe hot or not. Maybe flizzle, right? We, we can do that. <laughs> oh, I like that. All right, so you tell me if it's fire or flizzle here. Uh, okay. The, the big surprise in the ACC this weekend I put UNC's defense will hold Spencer Rattler to under 250 passing yards, just like Notre right? So 246 against Notre Dame, and then he had the two monster performances against Tennessee and Clemson. I don't believe in South Carolina's interior offensive line. You talked about the talent on the D-line. They have the weapon in Juice Wells. That's a monster. People are discussing Trey Knox, this tight end, where he's only had 28 receptions once, and that's the most he's ever had in his college career. That was his freshman season. I just could see North Carolina with the talent putting it together a little bit, enough to hold a very inconsistent QB below 250 in a way that not many people expect. Is that take flizzle? I I would say it's, it's pro- probably slightly flizzle i will <laughs> i love that we're using this i will say i, I will put it this way it's i think flizzle. they can hold them to under 300 i could see that because i do think that this secondary is better than a year ago i know people are going to find that hard to believe um you're, you're saying well you got an fcs guy that's coming in there you've got guys that have transferred from other acc schools so it, how good can this unit really be last year's unit was about as bad as you can be in terms of a Tar Heel pass defense. 
I know they had talent. There's a lot of people that are freaking out. Well, they don't have Storm Duck and Tony Grimes. Anybody that says that, they did not watch that, this football team play last year. Storm Duck allowed over 600 yards receiving in coverage, which was inside the top 10 of the most allowed in the country. And Tony Grimes was as inconsistent as a guy. So I think the unit will be better. I would say he probably gets over 250. If anything, Walker, probably because they throw the ball so much. I don't think, I, I will put it this way. I think Carolina's run defense in this game will be outstanding. I don't think South Carolina will be able to run the ball at all. I think they'll have to go air raid. But I think Radler's probably talented enough to be able to throw for over 250. I was going to say, too, off of the back of that, if they are able to shut down the run, how much better is this Carolina pass rush going to be? Only 17 sacks last season. Is this the year Desmond Evans finally puts it together? Oh or if God. not, who on that defensive line steps up? Because 17 sacks is not going to get it done. Yeah, I mean, I hope so, man. I, I, I think, I mean, I watched Des Evans. I watched him in high school, and I thought, man, this dude, there's, there's a lot of traits there. The thing that's weird is when I watched him in high school, I saw a guy that played with a lot of physicality. You don't see that. You haven't seen that at Carolina. So I don't know if it's just been the learning curve for him. Um, I, I think one thing I will say is it was interesting hearing him talk a, a few weeks ago. He said coming off the injury, he had to take a little bit of a different mindset because it was the first time he had ever been injured in his career. And I think he realizes, look, I'm running out of time here. He could have a COVID year if he wants it next year. I, I don't I don't think if he doesn't perform this year, I don't think Carolina is going to wait to move someone over him. Bo Atkinson's been playing well here in, in the fall. And same thing with Jacoby Cowan. Both of those guys, Mac Brown said, you'll see them out there on Saturday night. So I think he needs to step up. But overall for the D-line, yeah, I think there's a chance that they take a step forward. I like the talent in that room. Um, I, I just, to me, it's been a developmental problem, but they bring in Ted Monachino as an assistant. He's not a guy that can actually coach him on the field. It's one of those, like, I don't even know what the unpaid liaison, if you will, something like that. So he's coming in. He's going to help. I think with some of the pass rushers, I think Cayman Rucker, he's going to get more snaps this year. I think he's able to take a step forward. I love Javari Ritzy. I don't understand how he's not considered a starter, how they even list him as an or. That dude was outstanding against the run. So I like him. And then Miles Murphy. I mean, you know this, Wes. Miles Murphy coming into last year. I mean, he wasn't talked about as much as the other Miles Murphy. But a lot of people thought he could take a step forward from sure. the year that he had the year before. They, they thought he could be a breakout guy. He didn't. He really took a step back. I think he can recover this year. So I like that defensive line. I think there's talent there, but it's kind of a wait and see with them as well. I like Flounder going Ron Jaworski. I've watched 52 hours of film on Dez Evans. <laughs> and this is why I think, yeah, I love Ron Jaworski. Flounder style. I want to know if you've been watching a lot of film of Chip Lindsey offense in the past because new offensive coordinator here, Mac Brown, has been begging to run the football more. Kind of took a shot at Phil Longo with some comments. He's like, yeah, I've been asking a little bit. I've been asking to run the football and it just hasn't happened. So I was like, okay, if your play caller isn't running the football, it doesn't seem like a so indirect insult or indirect uh, uh, criticism hurled his way. It seems like, yeah, Phil Longo wasn't running it. What do you expect from Chip Lindsay, and are you excited about what you anticipate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've definitely warmed up to the hire. When they first made it and I looked at his track record, I said, dude, you're talking about a guy the last two places he's been replaced as the play caller. Now, the thing is, is that if you look, both of those stops were with Gus Malzahn. 
I don't really know a ton about Gus Malzahn to say that anything confidently. But I could see Gus Malzahn being that guy that kind of wants the spotlight for himself, wants to call his own offense because, I mean, he's done it before. So right. I, I I think this is one that the, the he has bonded really well with Drake May, which I think bodes very well for Carolina. As you mentioned, Mac Brown wants to run the ball more, has wanted to run the ball more. Chip Lindsey's offenses, I mean, they, they do that. We know that they do that. That's what they've really had to thrive on because, frankly, if you look back, he really hasn't had great quarterback play um, in his time as an offensive coordinator. Now he does, though. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, do you get tempted? Because it's, it's, it's understandable if you get tempted to say, hey, I got a guy that's going to probably go one or two in the NFL draft next year. I want to let him spin it. But especially first game of the year and some of the other games that they're going to have along the way, I think there'll be teams that are vulnerable to this too. You have to run the football. You got the talent in that room. Your offensive line can't pass protect. Run the damn ball. I'm not I'm not saying that mantra is wrong. It's just so funny to hear that, hey, we got to take the football out of our best players' hands more often. I mean, it's just well, a weird but, but, I'm with you. It helps. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just at the same time, you are saying we got to take the ball out of his hands more often, even though it is going to set up a lot of other things for the offense. But it's a weird line to try to play and be so adamant about when you have the number two pick in the, the NFL the draft. The thing is that you got to look at is look at even late last year. I mean, the amount of time. I mean, they, they did not run the ball really at all in yeah. the final four games of the year. There were times they just completely abandoned it. So not only are are you having the snaps where Drake is dropping back and throwing, all the run like they did not design runs for him. He pretty much led the team in rushing because he had to scramble at times and just take off and make something happen. I think the thing that you want to do, especially in this game on Saturday, run the football and set up your passing game. Open up the stuff down the field. Make them come up into the box and tr- have to try to stop the run. Because South Carolina is not a good run run defending team. I mean, they they allowed almost 200 rushing right. yards a game last year. So that's the strategy that you got to take if you're Mac Brown, Chip Lindsey, and this offense. I, I think, and and the frustrating part, you've got the running backs. This might be the deepest room on your entire team. So utilize it. That was Anthony Pagnata joining us to close out Team Week for North Carolina. Does it count saying this on the Body Works Plus guest hotline when it's flounder? Via via Planted Kia Studios. Let's give two sponsors a shout-out. That That's how, look, he's a money man, old flounder is. And so let's go ahead and shout-out a couple cash, sponsors. Homie. Let's give him that, man, flounder. Tell them where they can find you at on social media yet again. Yeah, at HTB Anthony. Uh, that's my Twitter feed. Uh, also, guys, make sure you check out the Heel Tough blog page on Facebook. Also, check it out on Twitter. Just at Heel Tough Blog, and uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Heel Tough Blog Podcast for me, Four Corners Podcast for the basketball side of things, uh, so you don't miss any of our great additions to the podcast. That's what's up. That's a money man right there. He got all the plugs yeah. in. He told you about everything they've got going on 